Hello and welcome to the monthly Megabyte CEO Barometer. At Megabyte, we track the financial performance, corporate activity and strategic positioning of over 5,000 of the UK's leading software, ICT services and digital companies. Each month, our research team analyzes dozens of results and corporate transactions in the UK tech sector. As well as delivering extensive company financial and transaction data, our team leverages some 500 CEO relationships to bring our subscribers really deep insight into the companies and the technology peer groups we track. The aim of this show every month is to summarize the research and data on the Megabyte platform from the previous month, and in particular to focus on uh, the corporate activity and valuations aspects of our research. Subscribers can access all of our underlying data and research on the Megabyte platform, and if you're a regular listener to the show, or if indeed this is the first time listening to the show, and you think that what uh, the, the data and the insight that we provide may be of help to you and to your business, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, the best thing you can do is go to our website at megabyte.com, click the request a demo button, and our customer team will be very happy to help you out. Here's a quick canter through the key takeaways from the Megabyte CEO barometer this month. After a relatively benign month for share price performance during March, April was another horrible month actually for share prices, both here um, and in the US market where tech stock share prices were down um, uh, in double digits on both sides, of the, both sides of the Atlantic and quoted company valuations were down a very similar amount. It was also quite a quiet month for deal flow. We registered 75 deals on our platform uh, during April. That was down from 111 in April last year and 103 in the previous month. So both year on year and sequentially deal flow was down. I've talked quite a lot in the show um, over the last few months about weaker capital market activity. And that was again the case during April, only one capital market deal on our database. Still no IPO so far this year. M&A deal volumes were also down. Um, we registered 39 deals during, during April. That was down from just over 50 in April last year. The delta there is almost in, entirely explained by uh, weaker uh, M&A activity amongst UK uh, public companies, which I guess is directly related to the share price weakness I talked about earlier. And in PE land, uh, there were five deals on our database, quite a low number. Often we're seeing, uh, we're seeing a few more than that, but I don't think we're reading any significant trends into that, just a slightly quieter month. VC is very interesting. Those of you who, who uh, tuned into the show last, last month will remember that I talked about only half a billion of, of fundraising in UK VC tech during March, and that was um, less than half that it's, that it's been uh, pretty much every month through the last couple of years. The main reason for that was a lack of uh, 100 million plus mega deals uh, in, in March. There were none during March, which is not been, which is, we've not heard of that at all for the last few months. There have always been a number. And that was again the case during April in the sense that they returned quite strongly. There were 500 million uh, deals in VC land. Um, during uh, during April, and that took the total fundraising uh, in VC tech to over a billion again. So much stronger month, although actually deal volumes in, in VC were quite a bit lower um, in March because there was much less going on in the smaller end of the market during, during last month. Um, just looking at valuations, I talked a bit about company, public company valuations being lower. Um, actually, a couple of interesting data points that suggest that private equity valuations are still remain very solid. The ongoing public-to-private deal with IdeaGen, which looks like, looks like it's going to be struck at over 30 times. EV EBITDA, and I'll talk about that in a lot more detail as we go through the show. And also, Partners Group secondary buyout of version one in the IT services space, ICT services. That was done, we think it's a deal estimate at mid to high teens EV EBITDA multiple. So pretty solid multiple there as well. So actually some data points suggesting um, a real juxtaposition between public and private uh, valuations at the moment. 
So that's a quick canter through the key highlights for the key takeaways for this month's show. I'll talk first in more detail, as I always do, about what's going on in capital markets. So turning then to look in more detail at what's been happening in terms of share prices and valuations in the UK quoted sector, tech sector, as I mentioned, pretty horrible uh, period for share prices. The megabyte universe of around 100 UK listed tech stocks, sorry, 150 UK listed tech stocks was down 10% uh, during April. Uh, and the, the, the route was, was similar in software and, and ICT services. And uh, that translated almost directly into valuations. We're now seeing software valuations at about 18 and a half times on average and uh, ICT services valuations down at about 12 and a half times current year EV EBITDA overall looking at about 17 times. So significantly lower than a year ago, down a good third on, a year, on the, this time last year. Even, ho even more grim actually in the UK sector, in the UK tech sector, NASDAQ, the tech sector, tech heavy NASDAQ was down 14% during April and valuations down a similar amount, now below 15 times the average EV EBITDA on the NASDAQ. And those of you who tune in regularly to the show will know that I look at this BVP NASDAQ Cloud Index. This is a fairly narrow index of listed mainly SaaS stocks, high growth, uh, relatively sexy SaaS stocks. That was down, that index was down again, 16% down in, uh, in, in April. And uh, interestingly, the valuation there was down another 20% to 10 times EV sales. So again, still a punchy multiple 10 times EV sales. But when you think that EV sales multiple was up in the mid 20s uh, last summer, uh, you can see just how hard hit those very highly rated tech stocks have been in the, in the US. And it's interesting actually to think and make a few pre-COVID uh, comparisons because actually it's almost as you were pre-COVID um, in terms of share prices and valuations in, 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 in a number of senses. So the megabyte universe is now actually 20% lower than its pre-COVID high in terms of its overall share price performance and valuations are broadly where they were pre-COVID at, at the peak pre-COVID. The NASDAQ index is still 25% above. It's outperformed significantly. The US has outperformed significantly the UK market during the COVID period and remains 25% above pre-COVID highs. Um, but it has been, it's still significantly down, obviously, of its during its COVID highs. Valuations, again, similar, slightly lower to where they were pre-COVID in the US. And as I mentioned, the BVP NASDAQ Cloud Index, that's now only 15% uh, higher than it was pre-COVID, um, having been on a very wild ride over the last couple of years. Um, turning then to deal flow in the capital markets, I think, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Almost nothing to talk about really in terms of deals completed. Uh, capital markets deals just one, one follow-on public offering. That relates to, or that compares to five in the um, in the year ago period. No IPOs against two in the year ago period. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's very quiet out there in the capital markets from a deal flow perspective. The one big exception to that, I talked last month about the, 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 uh, the juxtaposition in private equity pricing versus public market pricing, leading almost inevitably to more P2P activity or resurgence in public to private activity. And sure enough, um, IdeaGen uh, has been subject to something of a big, or is subject to something of a bidding battle um, for private equity uh, uh, interest. I will talk more about that in the next uh, in the next section. Suffice to say that uh, you know I think with this further change in valuations between public and private companies in the tech sector, we can only see more public to private activity um, and still very little in the way of IPO activity. So back to this scenario, rather unfortunate scenario where we see market cap coming off, both in terms of share price reduction and also in terms of public to privates in the UK tech sector, which is always sad to see. Nevertheless, that is a counter through the capital markets in a bit more detail, and we'll talk now in a bit more detail about what's happening in private equity.
As I mentioned at the top of the show, a relatively quiet month for private equity deals. Total of five deals in, 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 in April compared to five, uh, sorry, seven deals in April the previous year. So relatively quiet. Interestingly, a predominance of ICT services deals uh, during uh, April, um, just one software deal and four in ICT services, uh, which is interesting. The software deal was Bowmark acquiring WSD. This is a document workflow software business. We don't have exact details around the tr size of the transaction, but WSD we think is a kind of mid-teens million revenue business. So a reasonably significant deal for Bowmark in the software sector. Uh, turning to ICT services, the real, the real theme here is interesting, is really around IT consulting. Um, three of the four IC, ICT services deals during um, April were in this part of the market, and we're just seeing a real bow wave of corporate activity in, in IT consulting uh, in the UK. Uh, the big deal here was version one. This is a secondary buyout from Partners Group at what we think was about 750 million euros, roughly 625 million sterling. As I said earlier, that translates to a kind of mid-high teens EV EBITDA multiple for that business. Version one, a very successful investment for Volpe Capital in 2017, quite acquisitive, uh, primarily uh, version one uh, looking at um, um, product implementation, cloud implementation, integration uh, services, particularly around Microsoft, AWS and SAP. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what partner group, Partners Group does with that business, um, presumably bigger deals, more ambitious M&A activity given the increased size of the checkbook. Also in IT Consulting. Actica Consulting, this is a 75 million deal estimate, we think, investment from Sovereign, and 22.5 million, again, an estimate, FPE Capital, investing in Egress, both IT consulting businesses. Egress, not to be confused with Egress Software, which is a cybersecurity software business in the Albion stable. This is a completely different Egress. And also, just to, just to round off talking about um, ICT, ICT services deals, uh, a deal for Avery Partners in InnoApps, um, in the IT managed services space. So very interesting, uh, not many deals to talk about, but some interesting trends, particularly around IT consulting. I promised also I'd talk about IdeaGen. This is this billion plus uh, public to private that's underway uh, in the software sector. Um, IdeaGen, quoted on AIM for over a decade, has uh, in the GRC, governance, risk and compliance space, now generating revenues of about 90 million, EBITDA of about 30 million expected this year. Originally, announced that Synven were having a look at it. Synven subsequently decided not to play. Um, HG Capital and Astorg were having a look at it. And uh, just this week, as I'm recording, uh, HG Capital has put in a bid at 350 a share, which equates to just over a billion in market cap. Um, and therefore, mathematically, something like 30 plus over 30 times in terms of current year EV EBITDA. And it's worth just thinking about how that all works because IdeaGen is, is not a high growth business. It's generating mid to high single digit uh, organic growth. And my take on this is very much that the multiple that uh, the private equity uh, guys look like they're prepared to pay for this business is much less related to the, uh, the organic growth and more to the M&A opportunity. We've seen with businesses over, businesses over the last 10 or 15 years, like Visma in the Nordic region, Access particularly, but also Iris and Civica and others in the UK market, just how powerful the M&A machine can be in multiple arbitrage and acquiring smaller businesses at lower multiples to uh, average down the overall in price for, for a business. And Access is the classic example of that where they generated huge returns for their shareholders, shareholders over the last 10 years using that, uh, using that uh, methodology. Whether they're creating great businesses or not, or just big businesses, that's another conversation, but they're certainly generating great returns. 
And that I think is the calculation here with IdeaGen for HG and others. You look at the GRC market globally, it's still extremely fragmented. IdeaGen is a small company in global terms, but actually is a reasonably significant player in this market. It already, ha already has a reasonably significant international footprint. So as a platform for M&A, the calculation I suspect is, look, we might be paying a very big price for the original 30 million of EBITDA, but we can pay below 20 times for another 30 or 50 or more million of EBITDA with M&A over the next five to 10 years, and that way is how we generate our return. And the GRC market is absolutely right for that kind of consolidation. So that I think is a calculation. That is why maybe this multiple looks a bit um, out of kilter and is out of kilter with the organic growth opportunity. And that I think is the, is the investment play for the, for the PE guys in this particular situation. Very interesting to see how that ends up. Very interesting to see whether Astor makes a counter bid. We shall see. The one thing to say in Outlook is that, um, you know, this juxtaposition between pr uh, private equity valuations and public company valuations only looks like it's increasing at the moment. Very solid in private equity, very soft in, in public markets. That has to lead, I think, to more P2Ps as we go through uh, the rest of 2022. And it'll be very interesting to see how that all plays out. So those are the key deals, the key things in private equity. Um, look, we'll look next at what's happening in venture and growth capital. So after what was a, a really a very quiet month for uh, VC funding, particularly in terms of the volume of funding during March, uh, things roared back into life in April, as I mentioned earlier, very much to do with these mega deals that were very much absent in March and very much back in evidence in April. Underneath that, actually, it was quite a quiet month in the smaller deal flow, and I'll talk about that in a sec. Just focusing first on the overall deal flow, so 30 deals we, we registered in, in um, UKVC uh, in, uh, in, in April. That was down from 47 in April last year. So a significant reduction in overall deal volumes, but as I said, much more uh, positive in terms of deal values. Five mega deals, we define a mega deal as 100 million uh, fundraise or above, uh, uh, raising a total of, I'm just looking at the numbers, 750 million. So three quarters of the funds raised. Uh, in, in April were in these mega deals. And again, these two mega themes, sorry to use the word mega a lot, uh, but these two uh, mega themes of uh, FTTP, uh, FTTP fiber rollout funding and FinTech just keep coming. So in looking at the looking at the FTT piece first, this is digging up roads to put fibre cables in them, uh, primarily B2C, but also some B2B in there. Uh, Netomnia, this was originally in Soho Square, uh, funded in others, has now done a much more substantial fundraise at 295 million. Uh, that, was, uh, that was the biggest raise by a long way this month, uh, but also ITS Technology and County Broadband, both raising 100 million. So that's nearly half a billion just raised in FTTP during uh, April. So continues to be a massive area of uh, a focus for for uh, for growth capital in the UK sector, tech sector, and that's pretty much the only growth capital and venture capital that's going into IT um, ICT services right now. Pretty much everything else, as has been the case in the past, going into software. And looking at those software and and digital deals uh, in fintech, you've got Jar Jar. Uh, and uh, raising 120 million in growth capital and Starling raising 130 million again in growth capital. So quarter of a billion, 250 million raised in fintech again. Outside of those enormous deals, uh, the mega deals, uh, really interesting to look at enterprise. Those regular listeners to the show will remember that enterprise is always a big contributor to pretty much all deal classes we look at, enterprise software. Quite a wide church though, broad church. And the big fo focus really for VC deals in um, 
in, in uh, April in enterprise was human capital management in its broadest sense. So eight of those deals, so nearly a third of all the deals in, in VC uh, in April across all across all VC deals in April were in HCM uh, human capital management software, which is interesting. Pick out three of those for you. WageStream. This is a this was a 46 million Series C. This is actually software more of a digital business in early pay wages, so people can apply to get paid earlier for a small uh, fee. Symmetrical.ai is a 15 million Series B in payroll, next gen payroll software and Arbalest Technology 12 million uh, Series A. So some chunkier, smaller fundraisers in, in HCM. In Enterprise outside of HCM, interesting to see Previse uh, raising 10 million in a Series B. This is a similar thing to WageStream in a way, uh, but it's financial management, more of a pay me now kind of feature uh, within a financial management software context. I talked about the mega deals in BIS, but there were six deals in total in BIS. Uh, so again, very active across the piece. Other couple of other uh, meaningful deals to mention: uh, Moneybox, 35 million uh, valuation, uh, 35 million Series D ra uh, raise in wealth and as asset management software, and um, Fidel API is a 50 million raise in the payment space. So lots going on in fintech outside of those big raises I talked about. In terms of the outlook for venture capital. It's hard to say, really. I mean, I think we're. I think we're. I think it seems pretty clear that we're going to see a lower level of overall fundraising in 2022 than we did in 2021. That seems likely to me. I talk quite regularly about the Bessemer Venture Partners Index and how that has rattled back uh, in terms of the valuation. And I do think that is going to have an impact on VC valuations as we go through this year. But activity levels still seem seems pretty high. So I think we're going to see there's no big macro issues. Um, you know, the VC businesses that we track at Megabyte, most of them are still trading very well in the kind of proportions that we would expect them to see trading well. It's obviously a, a more volatile part of the market. So again, no, no significant kind of trading uh, growth issues uh, that, that we've seen post post COVID. And I think and, and still a, a, a kind of ready supply of capital coming in. So it feels like a relatively stable market for VC, uh, but it will probably, I think, be a bit lower in terms of overall fundraising and deal activity this year than last. So that's the key themes and the key deals to talk about in VC. I'll wrap up the show next, as I always do, with a look at mergers and acquisitions. M&A activity was more muted during, uh, during April, as I said earlier in the show, with 39 deals registered on the database uh, in the month, down from uh, just over 50 in, in April last year. And as I said, the interesting thing about that from a, from a uh, you know, looking at the themes and the trends behind that is that it's really around public company caution on M&A. That was, a, you know, this time last year, there was a very... Uh, clear theme to uh, to uh, you know symbiotic relationship between stronger share prices, very active fundraising market, and more M and A uh, public companies, uh, particularly for international expansion. That's reversed now. M um, and A activity within the private company world is actually pretty robust. So um, within those deals, a roughly even split between software and ICT services. Not a huge amount to write home about, really, in terms of software. Really just sort of typical run rate deals. One, uh, one deal from Access acquiring Adam for what we think is about 25 million in social care and advanced acquiring decision time for what we think is about 22 million. So more run rate UK deals for the serial acquirers. Um, total of 10 deals in enterprise software, two deals in fintech, three in businesses in consumer. The biggest one uh, was uh, Swivel acquiring Zelo for 80 million in the transportation market. That's an interesting deal. Um, so I would characterize software uh, M&A during April as, as, uh, as you were, kind of run rate deal flow, nothing particularly, no kind of standout deals to talk about. In ICT services, largely a similar uh, story um, other than one deal I'll come on to, TalkTalk Talk Virtual 1. 
but actually in terms of the deal flow, quite an even spread. Talked in private equity about there being quite a concentration towards IT consulting. Actually, in the M&A world, the, the sort of run rate consolidation continuing there as well, particularly in IT, uh, sorry, telecom services, seven deals, IT managed services, seven deals, IT consulting, four deals. So good spread across the market, usual trends of um, service convergence, um, uh, you know, et cetera, that I've talked a lot about in the last uh, few months. Touch on TalkTalk Talk very quickly, acquiring Virtual One. You'll remember TalkTalk Talk was taken private last year um, after a pretty dismal share price period of share price performance, and they're trying to sort that business out uh, under the cover of private ownership. And part of that is, is shifting the business model to a degree and acquiring uh, Virtual One in the B2B space for what we think was about 110 million. Perhaps as interesting, even more interesting potentially, is that uh, there has been significant rumours uh, that uh, Vodafone and others, including Sky, are looking at Talk Talk. Interesting, very interesting uh, analysis on this by my colleague Philip Kass, uh, who has d drilled into the whys and wherefores, all of that. If you're a subscriber, I strongly recommend that you have a look at that. If you're not a subscriber, you know what to do. Um, I think Philip's view is that uh, it's very early. It would be very early in Talk Talk's journey to be selling out now, uh, and that Vodafone and Sky would would need, or Sky or whoever it is, would need to come out with a pretty knockout price uh, to come up with a pretty knockout price in order to uh, secure. Talk Talk and probably certainly Vodafone and possibly Sky aren't really necessarily in a position to do that right now looking at their own valuations. So interesting dynamic in that part of the industry but whether something will happen now seems you know probably the balance probability is maybe not unless one of them can, one of them can pull a rabbit out of a hat from a valuation perspective. So that's the, probably the, the, the most interesting deal to talk about from an M&A perspective this, this month. Um, we also picked up um, Companies House data that um, Alton looks like it's acquired Methods Group. Methods Group is a 6 million EBITDA, 100 million revenue IT services business which has been around for a very long time um, and interesting to see that continued, potentially that continued consolidation in that part of the market or that deal has not yet actually been confirmed by either party. So in terms of um, outlook for M&A, um, really no change from what I said last month. You know, within private company, in the private company context, particularly PE ownership, there is still this wave of money. You know, the version one deal is a cracking example of what I'm talking about here. You've got a big new private equity owner behind version one that can only really lead to more M&A from version one, I think. Um, and that's the case across both software and ICT services in many cases. So I see no particular reason why M&A shouldn't continue to be pretty active within the private company context. There just is this correlation between weak share price performance, investor appetite, and M&A activity in the public company markets. And as long as share prices have becalmed, I can't see that changing. So the outlook for M&A looks, looks solid, um, but not perhaps as heightened as it had been previously because of that uh, public company issue. So that's it for the show this month. An interesting month, quite a month for deal activity. Um, very tricky on share prices. Um, I will come back and talk to you again in June and see where things have uh, gone over the last, over the last, over the next few weeks. Um, until then, um, stay safe and uh, look forward to seeing you next month.